Yay! We are back. I am back. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Don't yeah. get pissy. It, You're going to ruin everything if you get pissy. It ain't been long enough. Okay. Well, let, I'm going to start it. I got I got my, my sack of goodies here. Okay. Would you like to see what's in my sack? Uh, I'd like to see what's in the satchel you brought into the okay. house. <laughs> Not your sack. All right. For the um, Mark's benefit. Okay. I got a couple items for the... Uh, the auction. Oh, nice. Ticket to ride. Oh, sweet. Thank and you. And I don't know if you want to put this with it or not. Because there, you know, is also Catan. Nice. Thank yep. you. So you got those. Thank you. Hang and on. also, yeah, now find a place to put them. Y- yeah, and I'm kind of tethered to a microphone and some headphones here. Check ace. Tethered. I don't have wireless And headphones. now, since it's also August, and it's, we celebrate the earth was in this position when you was born. Yes. Now, I found a little something. I hope, uh, I, it's for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. It, it's, it's, it's bubble wrapped. Well, I didn't wrap it myself. It was wrapped, uh, the guy at the store wrapped it. And it's got a, a, a rubber, a rubber. Yeah. A, a rubber band. Don't get silly. Okay, Lenovo, I will not install updates at this time. Let's open the bubble wrap. The bubble wrap. <laughs> a Frank Zappa Jesus candle. Yes. That is fantastic. Thank you. Yes. I, I saw that. I immediately thought of you. And I said, that is something that Eric would absolutely enjoy. That's awesome. Frank Zappa is Jesus. I'll have to post a picture of this to my Facebook later. <laughs> yep. Ooh, and. Hang, hang on. I got to see what the, uh, I got to see what the little card. There's a card? Yeah, there's a little. Uh, it probably just says, this is the weekend. No, it says Illumin- Illuminator. See? That's a big word, man. Oh, Illuminatiator. Yeah, something like that. You're never going to get that out. You're probably right. Let's leave yeah. it. Yeah, I'll... need someone with small fingers. Not those sausages you have. It's all, all the better. I didn't mean that the way it sounds. It's all the better for playing the bass guitar. Thank you. And while I was out, of course, my munch pack came. Ooh. And boy, this had been, I'm not going to say the worst munch pack, but I hate vanilla. <laughs> Uh-huh. And like everything was so bland and vanilla. It was like, you know, the but but these chips that I got from Spain. <laughs> we we Chip. we opened we opened the box and these chips are and the minute Lisa and I looked at them, we both looked at each other and said, Oh yeah, this is for Eric. <laughs> Chip uh, crisps de España. Yeah. And they are Fuagra. <laughs> Foie gras flavored potato chips. <laughs> foie gras. Yeah, I've never even had foie gras. For for uncultured swine like Jim Miller, foie gras is a goose's liver in a pate. In a in a in a pate or a pate, as the case may be. So, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what this is going to taste like. I I'm don't actually kind of fearful at this point. <laughs> don't sniff the bag. Never sniff the bag. Oh, it's got an 
Let's got an earthy, earthy scent. Here we go. Okay. Foie gras Fo- from Spain. Fo- foie gras flavored <laughs> chips. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it tastes like cat food. It tastes like cat food smells. That's not good. Oh, my. Those are not good. Oh, my God. I'm going to put these aside and give these to Jim if he shows up. Oh, oh, those are bad. <laughs> Oh, they're bad. Oh, Spain, what are you doing oh. to us, man? Come on. Oh, whatever you do, don't leave them in my house. <laughs> Those are bad. Oh. I made the mistake of sniffing. It's cat food on a chip. It is. It it, it tastes like cat food it, smells. It's a gato. It's a gato. <laughs> I'm not a gato. Oh, the, oh my God. Mm. I can't I can't get the taste out of my mouth. No, that that's horrid. That's horrid. Don't ever bring anything like that to me again. <laughs> That was oh, oh my god! Oh, oh! <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm at a loss for words on that. It just it doesn't it flavor doesn't it's, stop. It's the it's, flavor does not stop. I'll put this nicely. It's oh. got an earthy taste. No, that's that's not even nice. like which is to say it tastes like dirt. No, it t- honestly it tastes like like when you open a, a tin of cat food. It's like that smells, that's, yes. That's the, the taste I have, like I'm eating cat food. Yeah. If this is what foie gras tastes like, what is wrong with people? Honestly. Mm. I'm giving these away for Christmas every year now. This is <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh. Oh, that was gross. Yeah. <laughs> See, we took you on a journey there. Got some good gifts. Got a nice candle, then we tried the chips. Yes. <laughs> First, we go to the highs, <laughs> then we go to the lows. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I should gargle with bleach. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, I can't. Oh, that, that's disgusting. Yes. Don't don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> I I was I supposed to know what they were going to taste like? I think we need to find a subscription service yes. and send a pack to Jim and Andy every month. <laughs> well, this one's not bad, except for well, this one, this 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 box was just. This, I mean, I'm putting it lightly. That my God, most of this stuff in it was just. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest vanilla fan either. Well, one of them. Yeah, there's something we got from China or Japan. It's basically mini Ritz crackers uh-huh. with a vanilla paste in the middle. Okay. And heavily salted. It doesn't, it's, it's a, oh, it's just, a, just nasty tasting. It's like the, I'm hoping that the, the Dutch waffle maple flavored is like gonna, you know, be better. I hope so for your sake. Yeah, I need, I need, it's just, even that, the candy I got, whatever from Poland, I think it was, it was almost like, um, um, Bubble tape, okay, but um, with uh, like it was all like fruit stripe gum, yeah, and like fruit stripe gum, put it in my mouth, and it's like, where's the flavor? Right, where's the flavor? It's like the, it, it's got intense flavor five seconds. Yeah, not even then. It was like it was bland to begin. The whole bag has been this. The whole bag, this is this was a bad bag, a bag bad batch. I got of food. Yeah, 
but I still got food. <laughs> well, I mean, and for for a tubby guy like you. Hey, man, I think I might have dropped a pound or two on vacation. What, from your belly to your race? Easy, easy. Sorry. I also, I actually had last week, I shouldn't have had it. I regretted immediately after having it, deep fried Reese's peanut butter cups. Why? Because it was on the menu. Why would you do that? Because it was on the menu, okay? No, why would you deep fry a Reese's cup? Oh, it was delicious. Oh, my God, it was delicious. See, I can get behind deep fried Oreos. I like deep fried Oreos. Yeah, the, the peanut butter cup. Oh my god! And I and I regretted it after the third one because it was also with powdered sugar. Three. <laughs> you diabetic. I know. I'm surprised. I know. I'm surprised Lisa wasn't picking you up off the ground. I know. I know. I gave her the fourth one, basically because it's like I didn't think I I should eat a fourth. You shouldn't have ate one. I know, I know, but I figured if I didn't eat a lot the rest of the day, it would balance out. Kind of. That's how it works, isn't it? Not really. (laughs) Your your blood sugar went zing. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I make poor decisions sometimes. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Um, I just realized I'm still wearing my glasses. How's... uh, uh, you, you had an enjoyable vacation. Yes, I, yes, I did. We went to the beach. The beach is nice. Yes, we went and we went to a zoo, um, and an amusement park that had go karts. Ryan dropped my jaw. How good he is at driving, and he's not a clean driver either. And that no bumping, you might as well just talk to nobody on that one. He don't care. Rubbing he, is racing. He's taken first no matter what. And Val tried to spin him out. And he literally corrected in the middle of a turn. And drifted into that turn in the first place. I was impressed in third. I'm just by like, that's freaking awesome. And he is going to get in so much trouble when the when the attendant pulls him in the pits. <laughs> wow, he was, he was racing hard. Rubbing is racing. Yep. Oh, good. I'm glad you had. I'm glad you had a good time. I had good, good time. A couple more shot glasses. Nice. Mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't do much other than work. Oh. Work on the haunted house. Yep. <sighs> and 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 you also got to listen to some great music. Yes. Full disclosure: I didn't finish the catalog. <sighs> I, I I was on conf- I was on calls for work. Most of the day, I finished half it before I even left. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's not like I, it's not that I haven't heard. Yeah, but I mean, come on, the man. entire Anthrax still, catalog. still, man, you, you know, I mean, when you put this kiss thing on us, I mean, when, was, whoa, 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 stop, 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 pump the brakes. You put the kiss <laughs> thing on us. Yeah, but you agreed to it, so you're culpable. No. <laughs> No, this is what I get for allowing the co-host to, <laughs> to decide things. Yeah, this was it was so it was it was no, not co-host. We're partners. Yeah, I'm a co-host. You're a co-host. Oh, OK. I, my brain said sidekick. Sidekick. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, I have had most. Of, I just I enjoyed it so much. Even the even. None of the none of the albums to me were bad. 
Not a single one of them was bad. Nope, not a stinker in the bunch. But but there was songs on it that I just I didn't care for. Yeah, uh, I'll 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 give you that. Yeah, um, for, we'll go over it more as we go over the right. Okay, so what we're doing is uh, much in the vein. Ooh, he brought notes, and I ain't got nothing. Don't worry, I brought a piece of pepper. Okay, so what we did It'll go quick. was uh, we decided to uh, revisit the entire Anthrax catalog. Mm-hmm. So, let's go back. Hang on, I'm going to pull up the entire discography. I made it to, I made it to Four All Kings. Oh, that's the last one. Well, yeah, but I wasn't quite done with it. Oh, well, you're not, you're not missing much. Shut up. What? Oh, Christ. Okay. I made him mad. All right. First, we have Fistful of Metal from 1984. Yes. The one and only record with Neil Turbin on vocals Mm -hmm. and Danny Lilker on bass. Right. And if you watch the the Anthrax 40 stuff, you realize that Danny Lilker was booted out of the band because basically, uh, how do I put this mildly? The singer was a dick. Well, Turbin didn't like him. Yeah, Neil Turbin was a dick. Yeah. So he put uh, the rest of the band in the unenviable position of it's either him or me. Mm -hmm. And they thought that losing their singer would be a bigger blow than losing their bass player. Ironically, it wasn't, which is weird. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's not that it's not like they they took a step down in bass players by bringing Frank Bello in. No. Um, But, you know, I mean, and. No, not no knock on Neil Turbin. Neil Turbin is a great, great singer, mm-hmm. and this album just—it's like, it's really the origins of thrash metal. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. What do you What do you got on it? Well, there's only one song that I really, really enjoyed. It was Death Rider, the opening track. Yeah, the rest of the album to me, and I think it's—I think if I would have heard it before there was such a thing as thrash. Before I heard Exodus, DRI, and all that other stuff. Yeah. It probably would have had a much bigger impact on it. But it seemed, after listening to it, that it was a generic thrash album. But that is probably because I didn't hear it first. first. Right. I agree. But I, I, but I know that it's not... It, it wasn't generic at the time. But... it And it didn't sound like everything else. Everything else started sounding like it. Right. I gotta. Uh, I I tend to agree with you on there. Um, I I mean I gotta. Add, I would have to put Metal Thrashing Mad on there I, too. See, I have that one on too, but I like the Belladonna version better. True. So it's on later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's true. What What did you think of their cover of I'm, of I'm Eighteen? I like you know Anthrax. All their covers that they've done over all the. Um, Anthrax does covers great. Yes, they do. I mean, from everything from looking down the barrel of a gun from Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, of course, when we get to the public enemy stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm 18. I think Anthrax always does covers well. Yes. Because they don't try to be a sound alike. No, they put their own spin on it while yeah. while keeping it. Yes. Uh, keeping it traditional. Yes. You know, I, I like, enjoy it. To the root of it. There were, I I shouldn't say there was no covers on my list because I have to include the one that I really love, but that I didn't. I tried not to put the covers on that I knew were covers. Right. 
Except for the the most famous one, right? Which and I could, I we'll could. get to that later. Yeah. All right. Now, spreading uh, nineteen eighty five and spreading the disease. Well, I actually I skipped that. I, I, the uh, EP Armed and Dangerous. Okay, I forgot about the Armed. Well, and yeah, there's EP. stuff on that. Uh, Raise hell. Yeah. God save the queen again. Just a great cover. Yes. Uh, and it, it was really a good way to break Joey into the yeah. band and to break uh, yeah. uh, Bellow into yep. the band. And Metal Thrashing Mad w- was on that one as well. So yes. that one to me was like one of the first ones I think that I ever heard. So it's like, I I, I never, I didn't hear Fistful until after I heard the Belladonna stuff. Right. So Fistful was almost like, I guess almost pre-ruined. Yeah. Kind of, because, I you know, mean, you got... But it's a good album. I wouldn't skip any track on it. Right. I wouldn't skip anything on it either. Yeah, so... But... Um, uh, spreading the disease. What do you got? Okay. Madhouse. Classic. The Enemy. Classic. Armed and Dangerous. Excellent songs. Uh, AIR. Okay. Lone Justice. Uh-huh. And Medusa. Medusa is... Uh, I don't know if it's still in the set list live, mm-hmm. but I know for the longest time it was. Oh, I. Uh, but I know Madhouse still is. Oh yeah, Matt. I mean, I love. I those are the songs that I absolutely just and I know way way early on. I remember I since say oh, I couldn't pick between them. I now can definitively pick between them after doing this again. Okay. Well, my favorite one is the next one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So. I, I got to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, once again, though, Armed and Dangerous, there's no mm-hmm. there's no bad songs. Spreading the yeah. Disease, there's no bad songs. I wouldn't skip. I, you know, this is this is a front-to-back record. Yeah. Now we get to the shirt you're wearing. Yes. Among the Living. Which, ironically, now I know is my favorite album because I picked every single track. Not a stinker in the nope. bunch. And the best part is... The first lines of the first song are disease spreading the disease. That's why I always got this album confused. Okay, I can understand that. You're kind of dumb. Yeah, because Among the Living starts off with spreading the, the word spreading the disease. Yep, with the, with the track, like I said, the track uh, Among the Living. Yeah. Um, you've got Among the Living. Yes. Um, one of their Stephen King story songs. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Caught in a Mosh. Oh, Oh, great song, Dimash, too, as well. Oh, yeah. I Am the Law. Oh, I have a back patch with that still. The, the yeah, Judge the, Dread. The Judge Dread. Okay. Uh, the I Am the Law, such a great song. And this is um, like this is the album, I think, where Scott really started taking a, a lead in the writing of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he's the, he's the comic book guy. He's yeah. the, the Stephen King guy. Then you've got... NFL, oh. Evil Nick and Fessen, the story of John Belushi. Yep, such an amazing song. Yes, and uh, it, it, <laughs> I actually hit play. Um, Evil Nick and Fessen, such a great song. Uh, you'd think it would be really, really difficult to condense. A life like John Belushi's into four minutes. Yeah, but they somehow managed to do Amazingly it. Amazingly enough. Yeah, uh, and it's—I mean—it's the, the story of a cautionary tale. Yeah, you know, a guy who seemingly has it all, mm-hmm. but one too many cookies from the batch no one should taste. Yep. Such an amazing song, and Anthrax. Uh, you know, this is the album where they really become good storytellers. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They become uh, really good storytellers in this album. Um, next one is another Stephen King-inspired song, A Skeleton in the Closet. Was that Apt Pupil? Apt Pupil. Okay, I thought so, because I've never seen Apt Pupil, but, oh, that song. Yeah, it's the story of um, of a teenage boy who befriends a uh, Nazi war criminal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he knows that the guy is a Nazi war criminal, and that's why he why he befriends him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've read the book, and I've re- of course heard the song a billion times, and mm-hmm. I've seen the movie. And the kid actually ends up sucking the guy back into yeah. the kind of shit, and ends up in a standoff on a freeway with the cops. It took five hours to bring him down. Mm-hmm. Indians. Yes. Great live song. Yes. The circle pitted for Indians it is crazy. Doesn't matter the venue. Nope. Doesn't matter the size of the venue. Doesn't matter where the venue is. When um, that breakdown hits oh. and that riff starts and all you hear is Scotty and Scream War Dance. Yep. The place I don't care where you are, the place explodes. Yes. The only thing I've seen rival it live is Slayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that show we went to with Anthrax and Slayer on the bill, with everybody on that bill, it was just a complete testament. Everybody just ramped up the pit to the point where it was just like craziness. Yeah. By the time Slayer hit, it was just like... The just, whole the entire floor of Santander it, Arena was yeah, a pit. It, it seriously looked like nothing but like a huge Tasmanian devil cartoon. Yep. Just like spinning in a circle, just wildly. It was yeah. just madness. It was nuts. It was one of the one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad I wasn't <laughs> involved in it. If we would have been anywhere, if we would have been anywhere near, yeah, we were off seated. But if we would have been anywhere near it, first off, we would have been in it no matter what. Yeah, and Randy would have see. I told you, I told you. This why I don't want to do it. See, I told you. Yeah, Randy <laughs> would have been like, I don't, don't want to do it. Randy would have crowd surfed. He probably would have crowd surfed. I could have seen that happening. I would have liked to have seen that happen. Let's get the big fucker up I there. I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. All right. And after Indians, you've got One World. Oh, love that song. Total Schism, Tunnel yeah. Vision. The, the guitar work on that is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, Danny Spitz is a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Um, and underrated, I think. I think so, too. But Scott Ian is an underrated guitar player. Yeah, I think they both are. I think in, in big guitar lists, they don't get mentioned much. No, they don't. And it's a, it's it's kind of sad because they're both fantastic guitar yes. players. And Scott Ian is a riff meister. Yeah, and they play off of each other Yeah, so well. But oddly enough, a lot of the guitar parts are written by the drummer. Mm. Charlie Benante writes a good deal of <laughs> Anthrax's music. Man, those those guys are just everybody's muscle multi talented all over the place. Yeah, a- Anthrax is just made up of a bunch of phenomenally talented dudes. Yes, you know, um, I much respect. And then you've got ADI and the horror of it all. Yes, another great, just great song. Yep, imitation of life. Yep, that's. This this was almost like the soundtrack of like my high school years. I swear, yeah. It was um, like this. This was like where it kind of just 
It wasn't my first Anthrax album, but it is one of my favorites. Right. It's one of my, it's it's in the, it's one and one A for me. Yeah. It's and we'll get to the other one here shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we've got State of Euphoria. Well, before that, the other EP. Up oh, the I'm the man EP. I'm the man. The I'm the oh, man EP. Oh my god. What's uh, I forget what's even all on that other than the three different takes of I am the man. Yeah. Um. I don't remember either. I think. Oh no. I'm the laws on it. Uh, a live version of I a am li- the law. A live version, of, and I think a live version of Cotton Mosh. I think those are the, the the five that are on it. Okay. And uh, well, where did uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath? Where was that on? That might have been on the two. It was that was either that or Armed and Dangerous. I think it was on. I am the law. Okay, I'm the man. Was, yeah, I, I know I've heard. I mean, I have so many. That was such a goof. I mean, you have you have Metallica vocals from a master of puppets. Right. You have Sam Kennison yelling. Uh-huh. The, I, I would love to know all the other samples they just used in that. You and, know? And, and the guitar riff is Hava Nagila. Yeah. Oh, and also from The Godfather. Yes. I did not know that until that Anthrax thing when Frank Bello was like, yeah, we got a little bit of the... You know, for the Jewish roots, we got a little from the Irish or the Italian roots. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and it's just as a goof they'd made it, and somehow it's just it got its own life. Yeah, it it really did take on a life of its own. It was something that, like you said, they did as a goof. Yeah, and uh, it's become an iconic thing you know mm-hmm. it's become an iconic thing. Back in the day, they would actually switch up positions. Um, out front, you would have Frankie, Scotty, and uh, you'd have Frankie, Scott, and uh, Charlie mm-hmm. doing the rap. Joey would go behind the drums, and Danny on the guitar, and they would do the yeah. "I Am the Law" or the "I Am the Man" thing live. Yeah, that had to have been fun. Just to- <laughs> oh yeah, and you see, it, it's another another cool thing about Anthrax is they took the music seriously. And they took their career seriously, but mm. they never took themselves too seriously. No, no, they were never the ones that dressed, except that the first album, they they would just like they were doing the thing. Yeah, but then all of a sudden it was I, just like I think a lot of that was turban. Yeah, it was like okay, we're doing shorts, we're gonna do t-shirts, we're just gonna yeah, you know, I'm gonna come out in uh, like Scotty and would play in a t-shirt and board shorts. Yeah, you know, and it's like they weren't really skate metal. No, but it's like the the skate and wherever. Well, yeah, I know where the Not Man came from, but then you had the Not Man on skateboards and. <laughs> yep. Good, a uh, good shit. Uh, I, I their EPs are even. Stellar. Oh yeah, even I I was I put some of them on here, but not all, all of them. But what'd you put on from the? Uh, what did you put anything from the I'm the Man EP? Oh yeah, I'm the man. That's <laughs> that's the only one really. Yeah, and the full version, the full version. Not the, the the whole damn Def Jam uncensored version. Right. <laughs> right. Because they're anthrax and they take no shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a fun... That's just a fun song. Mm-hmm. And when they, they redid it in 91 on Attack of the Killer uh, Bees... Yep, I'm the man 91, I remember yeah, and it's And it's... They even changed it up, referenced the old song, and it's still as good as the first yep. one. 1991, always on the run! <laughs> Seven years ago, we wrote this one. Yep. Good. You got to love the fun. Yeah. You got to love the fun loving anthrax. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move on to State of Euphoria. All of them. 
All could, of them could not could not find a stinker among these. I love, right, well, let, let, I love that whole album. Same here, but let's let's talk about them. Uh, go from the beginning. Uh, be all end all. Be all end all. Great song. Yeah, really cool song. I love the like the cello mm-hmm. type intro, uh, and it's just that nice little, uh, real simple riff. Yeah, but it hits you in the face. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's uh, Anthrax. This is like this era of Anthrax is them at the peak of their powers, if you ask me. Yeah, this was the first album I ever heard. This is where I started. That's probably why it's so nostalgically good in my mind. But still, just listening to it, yeah, it's a great record. I mean, well, and a, a lot of people, and I'm not going to call you a bandwagon or anything like that because I know you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but. A lot of people's intro to Anthrax was actually this album. Yeah. Because of the song Antisocial. Uh, yep. Which is another one of their fantastically immaculately picked covers. Yeah. A uh, French band called Trust. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a version out there of Joey doing the version, uh, doing the song in French. Yeah, I heard, I've heard that. Yep. Yep. Um, it's, uh, But I. I jumped ahead a little. From be all end all, we go to out of sight, out of mind. Yep. That's, Good, stupid, dumb idiot, moron. You really make me sick. Yep. And it's just a it's just a great song at that time. They they sounded like nothing else at that time. Right. Because uh, this is around the time Metallica was. Uh, what? This is a little before the Black Album. Yeah, I think Masters was just coming around. Well, hang on. This is eighty eight. Yep. This is eighty eight. Okay, so they're actually getting ready to do. Uh, Oh, shit. This is around the time Cliff died, mm-hmm. a little after Cliff died. Because Cliff died when they were on the Puppets tour and Anthrax was supporting them on uh, uh, Among the Living. Mm-hmm. So this was bef- even before Justice. Because Justice okay. didn't come out till what, in 89? Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah, this is... Uh, uh, yeah, nothing, no band at the time, even the other thrash bands, didn't sound like Anthrax. No, and I think that's that's basically because Belladonna. Yeah, I mean, because I, I love Tom Araya. Yeah. Uh, I think Tom is a great singer for what Slayer mm-hmm. is, but a singer like Tom Araya would not have worked in this era of Anthrax. No, Belladonna, I mean, Belladonna sounded like Dickinson. Yeah. It's almost like if you like Iron Maiden, you'll like Anthrax, it's a little heavier. Yeah. I, I, I can see that comparison. Or, or you know, Priest. Yeah, But exactly. he's more operatic than Halford. Yes. He's more opera... Uh, Belladonna's more operatic than Halford. So that's where I can see the Bruce Dickinson comparison yeah. coming in. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't... I, I mean, they're now... what They're all in their 50s, pushing 60. Yep. And Joey Belladonna still hits the notes. Oh, yeah. You know, testament to, you know, his... <laughs> His talent, his work ethic, and you know the fact that these guys can still make it happen is just cool. Yeah. Make me laugh. Tell me your killing joke. Yeah, a song. Oh. Ab- a song about the TV preachers that were prevalent in the late eighties. That's right. Jim Baker. Yes. Uh, Jerry Falwell. All these. Uh, all these televangelists. You know these the the TV preachers. Mm-hmm. God says have a TV show. God says money, do some blow. My God, there are so many songs. I'm just thinking out of so many songs that are making fun of preachers that I love. <laughs> Send me your money. <laughs> Send me your money. Holy smoke. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, everybody had their own 
Against the Preachers. Well, you can make a mixtape off uh, of that. Miracle Man by Ozzy. Oh, I love that one, too. Um, yeah, shit, now that we're thinking about that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, like I said, the, 80, the late 80s mm-hmm. was, you know, the time of the infomercial. Yes. <laughs> uh, you had the, the time of the infomercial. Ron Popeil became a star. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else? Like, well, all these other shillers for the... Yeah, everything became like an infomercial. Right. And... The televangelist. Yes, somehow, somehow just and became the biggest thing. Yeah. And my, every damn one of them was more corrupt than anything they were preaching against. Yep. You ain't <laughs> shitting. Just, a, just ask your friend and mine, uh, Jessica Hahn. Yep. Yeah, she, but they all, every one of them was like, it's like, you know... You can preach all you want against the, the bad metal stuff, but um, they're not, you know. They're not bilking retirees out of their life savings. No. Or banging their secretary in seedy hotel rooms. Well, they probably were doing that, but they were honest about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were honest about it. Yeah, we're, we're rock stars. Yeah. We're, we're doing this shit, but we're supposed to do this shit. Yeah. Next, we come to Antisocial. Love that one. Such a great song. That's like an anthem. That's like an anthem to our generation. It really yep. is. And the lyrics to it, um, the lyrics to it are, are just are super cool. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Mr. Time, will you ever unwind or just rebuild on a new design? The claim to fame is law and order. The rich get rich and the poor stay poor. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and it still rings true today. Yeah. You know. It, it antisocial is a great song, and like you said, one of Anthrax's perfectly chosen covers. Yes, they they there's not a stinker in the bunch with covers. No, they they just know how to do it. Yeah. After after antisocial, we got the we got who cares wins. Yeah, that one was one of the first. I think one of the first social, um, conscious videos. I think I saw. Yeah, I mean a lot came later. Yeah. I mean, Megadeth made a career off of stuff like that. Yeah. But that was one that really, I mean, that just like grabbed the homeless problem and just shoved it in your face. I remember the first time I saw that video because mm-hmm. I had heard the song because I had the album, right? I had the album and I think I actually had it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had heard the song Who Cares Wins and I knew what it was about because I had you know, taking the time and actually learn the lyrics. I read the lyric sheet yeah. when that was a thing, right? And, I mean, you can understand what Joey says anyway, so yeah. it wasn't hard to learn. And, oh, wow. This song is, you know, really shedding a light on homelessness. And then they do the video mm-hmm. and release it as a single. And good on the guys from Anthrax because all the money that was, all the proceeds from that single went directly to New York City homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were trying to combat combat homelessness in their hometown. Yes. Good on them. And it's it's such a really brilliantly written song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I can't find a flaw. That, that that one that one line where it's like, you know, at least I get a subway seat. Yep. It's like, you know, even it's like, you know, look down on me all you want, but you know, I'm not standing here. Yeah. Uh, blisters breaking on my feet. At least mm-hmm. I got a subway seat. Yeah. Oh God, such a such a, a gut wrenching song. If mm-hmm. you actually sit and listen to the lyrics. Yeah, it is. You know, um, 
when you live in a box, no one knows your name, mm-hmm. you know. It's really, really gut-wrenching song. Yes. But fantastically well done. Mm-hmm. Now it's dark. Love that one. Yeah? Yeah. But only <laughs> That was another one that's like, because, you know, with that don't you fucking look at me. Yep. That where I, I felt that at certain points. Yeah. Just go away. Leave me alone. Exactly. Now it's dark, but I can see. Don't you fucking look at me. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it, it, there are times when you can feel the venom in Joey's voice on that one. Yeah, but you know, you know, Scott's the one that I Scott's think, the one yeah. who wrote it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Joey. Joey sings perfectly what Scott needs. Yes, Joey. Joey is a perfect conduit for Scott's mm-hmm. thoughts. You know, he he makes he's he makes the makes it physical. He makes yes. it real. Um, schism. Ska, 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 schism. Yep, a house divided can't stand. Gee, you think some people ought to hear <laughs> that song today. Yeah. You know, uh, another fantastic song, and w- once again, where Anthrax, for being the goofy guys who write shit like I Am The Man, mm-hmm. hey, they're in tune to what's going on in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, because at the time, um, you got to, this was... Bush the first, no. Well, on the tail end, of tail end of Reagan, tail end of Reagan, tail end of Reagan coming into Bush the first. Yeah, you know, and he saw they saw the political divide coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they saw the political divide that was already there. Yeah. So yeah, that and that's exactly what schism is about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, now we got Misery Loves Company, another Stephen King song. Yep, and I, I saw this years before I saw the movie. Yes, or read the book, and. It was, I wish it would have been included in a movie somehow. I know, right? I mean, it's just like a radio playing in the distance or something. Right for it, me. Yeah. And only me. Oh. A really extra special story. Yeah. And it's funny that I, I didn't know what it was about. I didn't, you know, and then, of course, after seeing the movie, reading the book, I was like, man, you know, summarizing a book. In four if, minutes. Yes. Yeah, is is Scott Scott has just a way of doing that. Well, dude, he summarized <laughs> the stand. I know, right? In in five minutes. Yeah. He could have summarized Prost. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 brilliant at doing it. I mean, the 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 man must have made great book reports in school. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I, I I mean the goofy little Jewish kid could write a book report. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, the last two songs, Thirteen and Finally. I mean, I I still want to include them because I always just remember them. For like, you know, how they were just on the tail end of the album and just a great way to just finish it. Yeah. You know, they they weren't like, you know, massive hits or massive songs, but I have to include them because I still don't want to skip them when I listen to it. Right. I, I, I mean, thus far... In the entire Anthrax discography, they're all front to back albums for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like just stuff that just pops out of my head when yeah. I when I'm, when I'm listening to them. Yeah. Um, now we move on to 1990 and Persistence of Time. Yes. Yep. Things were changing in the music landscape. Yes, they were. It was the, you know the 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 things were coming, but I still think it's a solid album. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Yes. Uh, Starting with Blood. Yes. Keep It in the Family. Great song. Belly of the Beast. I love Belly of the Beast. Yes. I wish they would put that back in the live set. And then the, another cover, Got the Time. Got the Time. 
two and a half minutes of <laughs> of what really sounds like unbridled punk rock aggression. It does. It does. You know, and I I think Scott and the boys were really showing their punk roots on this. Oh yeah. Or their punk sensibilities. Oh yeah. It was just. It was a good another good, and then uh, hatred. Yep. One uh, man stands. One man stands saying. right after that too, and discharge. Yep. Excellent way to, excellent way to, uh, to end an album. Yeah. And like you said, this was a changing time in the music business. Um, the hair bands were going away. Yep. The metal bands were getting shoved to the back burner, mm-hmm. and grunge was getting ready to just kick the door down. And alternative. And, yeah, grunge and grunge, alternative. Grunge alternative, and I guess I don't know. Was it college rock? Yeah. Car- I mean, it was like. Things like you know, um, Everclear, Everclear. The B fifty twos were yeah, coming around. Things, yeah, and REM, and that goofy ska shit. It was. It was I, I'm sorry, goofy ska shit. The mighty mighty boss tones and crap like that. Okay, it's not crap. It was all crap. No, being in college in the '90s was infuriating. It was infuriating. Why do you think I didn't go to college? <laughs> Yeah, it's it. This was oh god, and the I still do like some of that music, but when people are shoving, they might be giants in your face. Well, it's watch like, it. I like they. They might be giants. I do like they might be giants, but it's like you know, it's not something I want to constantly hear. I could listen to Particle Man every day. Well, they have some good songs, yeah, but not a lot of good songs. Or Birdcage in Your Soul, yeah. And Ananing, whatever that is, A N A N G. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. the The musical landscape was changing, and I think Anthrax sniffed it out a yep. little bit because this is the last record for a long time mm-hmm. with uh, Joey Belladonna on vocals. Yep. It. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He left, and whew. I think I think that also Scott had explained that he just had a lot of aggression. That Joey couldn't... Joey couldn't channel. Joey, Joey couldn't do. Well, at, at the time, Scott was in a really, really bad marriage. Yeah. Um, he wasn't... He, obviously, this is well before he was with Pearl, mm-hmm. um, his current wife. Yeah. Meatloaf's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. <laughs> uh, this was his first marriage. It was a bad marriage. And we'll get to something to do with that mm-hmm. later on. Um, and I really didn't know it until watching the Anthrax 40th anniversary documentary. But, um, yeah, Scott was angry. Yeah. And a lot of that comes out in this album. Oh, yeah. A lot of that comes out in this album and even more comes out when we get to my 1A of favorite Mm -hmm. Anthrax albums, which is The Sound of White Noise. Oh, okay. What's next? No, no, I... Yeah, well, I thought. Well, never mind. Just the way you, you know, when we get to it, which is now, it's like Christ. It's like it's you're worse than a TV commercial. Right back after these messages, now. Oh Christ! It's, it's, well, shut up. All right, yo. So we get to we get to, uh, um, the sound of white noise. Mm-hmm. First record with John Bush. Yes. Last record with Danny Spitz. Yep. Was it? Was he on Stomp? He might have been on some of Stomp, but I know Rob Caggiano okay, was you're right, involved you're right, with Stomp, yeah. too. Um, but we get to The Sound of White Noise. Mm-hmm. 
this is a journey into sound. Yep. You know, and it opens up with just an absolute banger, Potter's Field. I agree. Love it. Great song. And the, it sets the tone for the album. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing about Anthrax. Their sequencing has always been really good. Oh, yeah. The, the way their albums flow. I, yeah, I completely agree. It always seems like sometimes as I'm listening to them, the latter half of the album is the one that kind of like are where the songs that I don't want to put on, on, a, on a tape. Right. For yeah, by and large, if there's anything I'm not gonna, you know, throw on my mixtape. Yeah, it may be at the end of the. It may be at the end of the Anthrax record. <laughs> then you've got the after Potter's Field, you've got the first single mm-hmm. off of the record, uh, the lead single only. Yes, another one of my on my list. Oh, uh, that's on any Anthrax fan, even if you're, you know, oh, I'm a Joy Belladonna guy. Only has got to be on your list. Yeah. That is one of Anthrax's anthems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen video of them doing it with Joey. It's, I think that's on the Greater Two Evils album where they're doing stuff. We might have, you know what? I've, we've seen Anthrax so many times, I'm sure we've, we've heard it. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, it's a, it's a John Bush song. Yeah. And John Bush had the right voice for this era of Anthrax. Mm-hmm. And we discussed this before when we talked the Big Four. When John Bush came into the band, it was almost like a whole new band. Yeah, you know, it, it the tone became darker. It did. They weren't be they weren't playing fun anymore. No, they were pissed. Yeah, they were they were pissed, and it shows in a lot of the music. Um, the opening line to only. Everything is perfect. Everything is sick, and that's it. Yep. You can't tell me to stop it. You can't tell me to quit, and that's it. Yep. It was. Yeah. It was and, very. It, the a lot of the songs are just angry. Well, I think only. I don't know if Scott said has ever said anything about this, but I think only might have been about that relationship as well. Maybe. Revolve around yourself. It's you and no one else. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to stay. Swinging moods that change from calmness to deranged, unbelievable, mm-hmm. unpredictable. Right, unpredictable, unpredictable. Yeah, if you would see if only you hadn't taken things out of my hands. Mm-hmm. I think that might be. Maybe there was so it's it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, and 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 Scott is such a brilliant songwriter. Yeah, that it's um. It's hard to, you know, okay, yeah, that's what he's talking about here. But knowing what, you know, knowing a little bit from watching the Anthrax YouTube series, I kind of think, I kind of think that this is um, an autobiographical thing about his relationship at the time. Oh, something, yeah. Now we go down the list. What? You good? I'm good. Okay. I was a little verklempt. You sounded like a little froggy. I take my tea. Another great song right next to it. Once again, this is another album where there's no bad songs. Room for One More. Yep, that's on. I got. I love that one too. That always seems like a nice party song. Like you're like like when we used to go cruising around and it's like, yeah, get in. But it's only a six here. Nope. Always room for one more. That's right. One more place at the table. Yeah, come on. Let's go. That's right. It, it, it's such a such a. That's the closest you're going to find to a fun song on this album, I think. Yeah. Um, it's it's still, you know, aggressive and raw. 
It's aggressive, it's raw, and it fits the tone of the album. Yeah, but it also, I mean, it does put like... See, I, you know, unless you like talk that, but for meaning for me is like, you know, we're, you know, this, this metal community, we're a family. That's right. And come on in, join us. And I think the next song is an indictment of the music industry at the time. Which one was that? Packaged Rebellion. Okay. Yeah, that one I didn't put on my list. I like Packaged Rebellion. I like, I like the song. I didn't put it on my list. Okay. You know. What about High Pro Glow? That's on. Only because, as being from a child of the 80s, I remember the High Pro Glow dog food. Yes. And this was such a wonderful, just different take on it. Yeah. You know, and it was such a chaotic sounding song. Yeah. Uh, it's in a it's in an odd time signature. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's in an odd meter. It's, you know, just kind of an off kilter song. Yeah. And the the lyrical cadence is kind of funky. Yeah. It's, you, it's just, it, you've got that look yeah. I want to know. Yeah. It's a really weird, but it's, it's, it just sticks in your head. Yes. And th- that's what those are the ones that are on, like the ones that stuck in my head. And it's like I would sometimes a lot of the later albums I was listening to more casually, and it wasn't until like oh that pops and then it got on the list right, you know and that's one of them. High Pro Glow was one of those that just pops. Great song, yeah. Invisible, didn't put that one on. I I would I would skip that on a mi- on a mixtape, but I wouldn't yeah. skip it listening to the right. No, I never skipped that. I mean, yeah. a thousand points of hate didn't didn't put that one on. Wouldn't make my list either, but wouldn't skip mm-hmm. it. Next is one that absolutely makes any mixtape. Black Lodge. You got it on mine. And, you know, I, for years, I were I operated under the assumption that that was a song about drug addiction. I thought it was honestly about the Masons. Weird, I, weirdly enough, I, I just, I never look into meetings. I just, it's what pops into my own head. I mean, just listening to the lyrics, yeah. you know, sitting and picking the lyrics apart. I always took it as an addiction song. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, deny your body is screaming, but your heart and your soul they're grieving. Mm-hmm. Just to fall asleep as a godsend until your demons appear again. Yeah, shit like that. Um. Uh, your biggest secret is one you can't keep. Lift up your head if you're only asleep. Yeah, I always took that as it was a song about a heroin junkie. Really, maybe. No, Scott said it was oh. written about. What it, it was written based on Twin Peaks. Not surprising, <laughs> but not surprising. But I've never watched Twin Peaks, so I don't fucking know. I, yeah, I, I've seen a little bit in pop culture, but I have no idea what the whole thing was about. Yeah, uh, you Somebody know, what? got murdered. There's someone with a log and a midget that talks backwards. I, oh, okay. I, person. I almost started. I, I started watching an episode on. Uh, it was on Netflix. They had the entire series on Netflix. I started yeah. watching an episode, <laughs> and. It's a typical David Lynch thing. It's fucking weird. Yeah. He makes weird stuff. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I like some of David Lynch's stuff. Like I like I like Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I got through like not even a whole episode of Twin Peaks and I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy on? But yeah, I didn't know that until years after mm-hmm. I fell in love with the song. Um, and it's really a departure from Anthrax. It's got that, you know, watery, uh, yeah. mellow guitar tone in the beginning. But I think that was, yeah, you could hear, and I'm, I don't want to compare it to, but there's, you could hear that Alice in Chains type. Yeah. Like tonality. Yeah. To that song. 
Well, they had to, they had just toured with Alice in Chains because yeah. Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. if you remember, opened the Clash of the Titans. Tour. Yeah, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer with an with an unknown opening band called <laughs> Alice in Chains, who would later take over the fucking world. Yeah, eh, I'm not saying that's a bad no, thing. No, no, it's just just the way. I mean, I look, I I have nothing against a lot of those grunge bands. I enjoyed a lot of them. Yeah. Um, uh, and. But I just think, my God, they didn't have to force feed it to us. It just they could have just let it happen naturally. Yeah, yeah. I think I wouldn't be. I wouldn't despise Nirvana so bad if I hadn't been force fed them so much in ninety one and ninety two. Yeah, I mean when he showed, they show up on the Headbangers Ball in the dress. That was fucking hilarious. It was hilarious, and it was funny. But it was almost like I remember Ricky not understanding why he showed up in a dress. And everybody got it. It's a ball gown, headbangers ball, ha ha. But it made Ricky look like it was such a disconnect. Yeah. And it was like instead of embracing these guys, it's like, oh, you you coming on my couch and you're making fun. You you yeah. think this is funny? You know what I mean? And it really kind of like I think that like cemented a wall for a lot of people. Yeah. That's like, oh, Ricky doesn't like him. I shouldn't either. Yeah. And and the the Alice in Chains guys especially had had a blast. Making an absolute dick out of Ricky Rackman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And let's be honest; it's kind of easy to make a dick out of Ricky. He was a scapegoat, yeah, for yeah, a lot of he stuff. He was, he was, but he did have the best cat house in town. He did, he did. I would have loved, to, uh, dude. At this in the late eighties, <laughs> the late eighties Sunset Strip, I would have, I would have uh, fucking lived at the cat house. Oh, uh, it's just, it's just a shame we were too young. And on the wrong damn coast. Yeah, because we would have been at the best damn oh, cat house in town. We would have been. We would have had our hair teased up to the moon. Oh yeah, and we would have been dressing it in, in like all the. Yeah, you know, I think we would have done it two ways though. I think we would have. We would have dressed in L.A. at one, and then I was like, hey, let's go up to the bay and dressed in in, in denim and leather. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're right. We would have done, and there were there were people that did that. Yep. <laughs> Next is another great song, mm-hmm. Sodium Pentothal. Yeah, it wasn't uh, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't put it on my list. I I won't skip it, but mm-hmm. I, I can see where it wouldn't yeah. go on a mixtape. Yeah. Um but Sodium Pentothal is just a cool song. It is a cool song. I did enjoy it. Burst? Nope. This is not an exit. That one I have. Okay. Great way to end an album. Mm-hmm. Great way to end an album. But the one I pulled up is the extended version. Okay. And I did that on purpose because there's a couple of great covers on here. Oh. The Cowboy Song. Yep. By Thin Lizzy. <laughs> yes. I still remember you giving me that mixtape with the Cowboy Song on it. Yep. I love that song. I love Thin Lizzy's version of it. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Anthrax's version of it. And John Bush's voice mm-hmm. really lends itself to a song like the Cowboy Song. It's a good cover. Uh, right. So after Sound of White Noise, where we go to Stomp 442, which is where kind of the beginning of the downfall for a while happens. Yeah. And sadly, because Stomp is a pretty damn good record. It is. It's all right. Listening back to it. Yeah. It's a pretty damn good record. Starts off with a banger. Random acts of senseless violence. I can't read my own handwriting. When you go over it, I'll see if I can recognize this. Okay, Random Acts of Senseless Violence. All right. It's a banger, one of those more off-kilter mm-hmm. songs. And Scott's Angry. Yeah. Fueled. No. Nope. King Size. No. Nope. Riding Shotgun. No. 
It wasn't a lot on this. It was only two. Perpetual motion. No. In a zone. No. Nothing. Nothing. Wait. No, this is too long. American Pompeii. No. Drop the ball. Great song. No, are you sure you're looking at Stomp 442? I'm on Stomp 442, <laughs> okay, pal. Then, no. Tester. No. My favorite one on the record. Uh-huh. Bear. No. It, that's the acoustic. Did I listen to the wrong album? That's the acoustic uh, jam. I think it's actually Frank Bello singing it. Yeah, acoustic. Well, I yeah, that's not on either. Yeah, that's a good song. Uh, then Grunt and Click. Yeah. Dethroned Emperor. No. Uh, these are all covers again. Uh, Celebrated Summer and Watching You, no. which is, you know, they're Kiss Freaks. Oh, so yeah. Watching You had to make it on there. All right, so that's... No, that w- that couldn't have been... That was Stomp 442. No, you missed something. Random Acts of Senseless Violence, Fueled, King Size, Riding Shotgun, Perpetual Motion. Oh, that's what that's what I wrote. Not a terrible album, but nothing stands out. <laughs> oh this was my Dynasty album. Yeah, I didn't like anything on it. Yeah, I I, I, didn't, I didn't put I, I didn't put anything on it on because it's not a terrible album. Well, I I don't well not terrible. I think it wasn't it. it I would sit and listen to it, but there's nothing that's like say, hey, I mean, I want to listen to Anthrax. There was nothing on it yeah. that I really wanted to listen to. Yeah. That's what I wrote. See, I wrote it in green. Ah, I could read it. Gotcha. Now we come to Volume 8, which is the album that Time forgot. Yeah. And it's not because it's a, a shitty album. No. Because it's not bad. It's, not. it's just the record company at this time, uh, Neglectra, uh, Neglectra, uh, sorry, Electra Records mm-hmm. had uh, dropped Anthrax. Yep, and uh, Scott tells the story in the documentary. Um, you know, they had just got signed to this big contract, and the guy that signed them was now gone from Electra. Yeah, it was. And Sylvia Roan, who was the new president, mm-hmm. said, "I would have never signed you." Mm-hmm. And so this album got buried. Oh yeah. Uh, volume eight, we've come. Uh, volume eight, the threat is real. Yeah, not a bad album. No, but they had signed with a different record company at mm-hmm. this time, and I think the album was on shelves for a year, mm-hmm. if that, when the company folded. Hmm. I know I have a copy of it, so that's a rarity. Really, hold, hold on to that. Huh. It's out of print. Well, yeah, I gather that, but I didn't. I didn't know it was a rare. I didn't know it was rare. Uh, Crush, which isn't a bad song. No, Crush is good. Catharsis is a great song. Great song. Love Catharsis. Once again, Angry Scott. Yeah. Inside Out. Good song. P&V. Piss and Vinegar. Yep. Ah. And Scott was full of it. Yep. I think the whole band at this point was full of yeah. full of Piss and Vinegar. Oh, yeah. This this album was, was very, very just angry and... Yeah, well, I a lot of it I think comes. They were getting down. they were getting angrier as like yeah. The more John Bush was on, is like the angrier these albums were getting. Yeah, and and the more they were getting fucked around by the record labels. Yeah, and by the by the industry as a whole, you know. Um, then you've got six oh four, which is uh, another cool song. Uh, Toast to the extras. Yeah, piss and vinegar was like the last one that I. I mean, because it was just this album was just way too. I think because I was listening to him so much, it was like this album was like so a departure. Yeah, 
but still good, but a departure. And I, I didn't, I didn't know that Anthrax personally knew you. What do you mean? Because they wrote a song about you. Oh, what's it called? Born Again Idiot. God damn it. God damn it. I walked right into that one. With both feet. <laughs> both feet wearing snowshoes. Uh, that's on here. Killing Box, Harm's Way, Hogtide. Uh, they wrote another one about you, Big Fat. God damn it, man. God damn it. <laughs> this right. isn't fair. Then they wrote one about me, Alpha Male. Oh, God. You're so full of yourself. If you were this terrifical, you would be too. Look at me. I look at me. I have the Spotify app. I can name all the songs. You jerk. I'm so terrifical. <laughs> I got my own toll free number. One eight hundred. Unbelievable. Uh, give me the, give me a candle back. <laughs> we've come for you all. Good song. I mean, oh, that's never mind. I'm thinking some. Yeah, we come for you all. Had a lot more on it that I enjoyed. Yeah, like what? what Superhero. You, Superhero is a great song. Refuse to be denied. That is an awesome song. I think that's an indictment of the record business. Yeah. I think this whole album. Yeah, and this this one wasn't as angry, I think. It was like, and also this was the first one that I found. What had, had, had Alex Ross, because um, Charlie says like the, the three albums now are telling a story. Yeah. And I love Alex Ross as an artist. Yeah. So. Well, he did the cover for Stomp. No, Alex Ross didn't. Oh. That was a ball of metal. Right. Okay, okay. But I don't think he did the um, volume eight. I don't know, because Charlie, Charlie actually stopped doing the art. Mm-hmm. Or, well, he was still the art director. Yeah. Per se. But I think he stopped doing the art, because Char- Charlie's a great visual artist as well. Yeah, and he, he loves the artwork for Stomp. I actually did not like it, but... Yeah, he talks about that in the documentary. Yeah. What I love, what I loved about the going back to Stomp was that the cassette, vinyl, and CD versions were all that same ball at different angles. So it's three different covers. Yeah, and it's like if I'd have known that, <laughs> you'd have bought them all. I'd have bought every one of them. Yeah. Okay. Refuse to be denied. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's another. This whole album is really an indictment of the music yeah. business. And it's also it sounds like it's almost like. I don't. Th- it's, it doesn't sound as angry either, though. No, you know, it was actually. It sounded a bit more, you know. I don't want to say softer, but you could you you could actually get into the songs a bit more because they weren't. I think so personal to them. Well, the next song is incredibly personal to Scott. Safe home. I love that one. That's you a, have, that's a beautiful song. I think this is yeah. For as aggressive as it is, it is a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, and I think this is about the time he met Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, the song is about a relationship. Yeah. You've always been my safe home. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's just, it's such a, to have anybody that has somebody to just go to. Yeah. Whoever it is, whatever it is, it's just good to have that. It is. Any place but here. Mm, no, no. Nobody knows anything. No. Strap it on. I like Strap It On, but I didn't put it on the mix. No comment. Bastard. <laughs> Black Dahlia. Black Dahlia, I didn't like the song. I actually didn't like that song. You didn't like Black Dahlia? No, I don't know what it was about. I just it didn't I didn't care for it musically. It's I mean, it's very uh how do I put it? It's it's schizophrenic. The mm-hmm. song is schizophrenic and um very frenetic. It's all over yeah. the place. 
there's a lot going on. But still, it's like I'm not gonna. I don't skip songs, so it's. And then you got taking the music back. Yeah, you. Can, oh no, Cadillac Rockbox. Yeah, I forgot about Cadillac that. Rockbox. I put that on my list because of dimes talking in the front of it. Yeah. And I thought that was just a beautiful thing to do. And the song itself, if you listen to Cadillac Rockbox, yeah. it sounds like Pantera. It does have a Pantera it's, vibe it, to it. It sounds like they decided to scoop the mids and play Pantera. Yep, and, and it just grooves. And it works. Yeah. It works, and I love that that they did that. So it's not a cover, but it's like an homage. Right. Uh, taking the music back, mm-hmm. which is what they were doing at this time. Yep. Crash. No. Think about an end. That I like. I don't know why I like that one. I just, I just really, I enjoyed it. And WCFYA. We've come for you all. Didn't really care for that one. Eh. It was, it was all right, but you know. And that, okay, that also marks the end of an era. Yes. Because that is the last record with John Bush. John Bush. Yes. Um, at this point, they had another singer for like 12 minutes. I don't even remember his name. He was announced and his firing was yeah. announced like a week later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that was. And that's when they got Joey back. Yep. Uh, they, they brought Joey back. And at one point, they had actually talked about... I remember them talking about a tour with both singers. Yes. With John and Joey. Yes. I would have loved to have seen that. I would love to have seen that happen. It would have been... Uh, I just can't imagine how uncomfortable that would have been. Yeah. You know, because... But, I mean, these guys are all friends. They say like things are water under their bridge and all that. And it's, yeah, it's all lot, water. A lot of times it's just business. But, man, I just can't imagine what it's like having both singers... Well, I mean, that would have been like Van Halen trying. No, it wouldn't have been like Van Halen trying to do no, it with, with Eddie, Roth. And Eddie couldn't stand David Lee Roth. Well, no, but he made it work. He made a go of it for the money. I know, but I still think it was funny. It was hilarious. The MTV Music Awards when they all came out together, and it was like the reunion that you never thought was going to happen. And they got backstage, and Van and Eddie just lays in a Roth, calls them all sorts of names, and tells them, "Go screw yourself." Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it's like. And I think they did an album at some point. They they actually got back together, did one album like with a train on the cover. No, but I think was, that was the Volume Three record. Yeah, uh, 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 I think that was the Van Halen Three record yeah. with Gary Sharon. Oh, no, no, there was a train on the cover. I don't know, but yeah, I, I the last. But it was it was it was un. By the time, uh, I'll be honest with you, the last Van Halen album I bought was Balance. Yeah, I I was always a Roth era fan. And we've discussed this. Yeah. But then when Roth came back with whatever that one was for that one album, it, the magic was gone. The magic was gone, and you could hear it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because I think a lot of that, um, I think a lot of that goes to the fact that Van Halen progressed as a band. Yeah. But Dave never progressed as a singer or a songwriter. No, no. It, it was the same old Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wee. Ow. Right, and, and and Eddie, Alex, and Mike, yeah, had become a more um, a more I don't want to use the word serious, but a more serious band. I think serious kind of works because I mean their early albums were all about partying and having a good time and everything else, and all of a sudden it's all you know they had so I mean even Sammy Hagar to an extent his stuff before Hagar was all about partying and hard rocking. 
Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, they still did that with Pound Cake. and But then you had songs like Right Now. Yep. You know, that were, and uh, Why Can't This Be Love? Which were th- things they could have never done with Roth. Right, exactly. They would have never worked with Roth. And as I respect Fan Hagar, but it wasn't my favorite incarnation. Okay. Meh. I can, I I can I can respect your wrong opinion. Opinions can't be wrong. Yes, they can. You know that's the one thing I can't stand about online. Someone go, you go to these Reddit forums. I'm gonna rant. I'm gonna rant right now. You get these Reddit forums, and they say, "Hey, what's your favorite book? Hey, this is my favorite book." No, you're wrong. What do you mean I'm wrong? How can I be wrong about what my favorite book is? You ask. You can't be wrong about your favorite book, but you can be wrong about your favorite era of Van Halen. No, I can't be. Yes, you can. Because <laughs> let's look at this. Let's look at this logically. Who's the better singer? Roth. Sam, Sammy. Who's the better lyricist? Roth. Sammy. Who's the better songwriter? Roth. Sammy. Sammy wins. <laughs> no, Sammy wins in your heart, not mine. Mine's right. <laughs> All right, back to back to right. Anthrax. Back yes. to Anthrax. Right. Worship music. I. Absolutely love this album. I I went on the I was on the me and Jim went to the worship music tour. Yes, and oh my god, to just see Joey back. That was the one at Croc. Yeah, and it was oh, it was just such a. It was like a like being young all over again, and it like the fun was back in Anthrax. See, I saw them on this tour as well, but not. As a standalone show, mm-hmm. I saw them at Mayhem Festival. On this oh well, tour. they weren't standalone at, at Rock Rock. I think Death Angel was there. No, I mean as the headline act. Oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. Oh, shut up! <laughs> I saw them on this tour as part of a festival. Mm-hmm. I saw them at Mayhem Fest on this. A festival? <laughs> Fun, you fucking idiots! <laughs> I need more chances. <laughs> yeah. Nice little Easter egg. <laughs> Um, you got Warship, which is the intro, oh. and then Earth on Hell. Yeah, Earth on Hell, great song. The Devil You Know, Love another great song. song. And then the you know Scott's a big Walking Dead fan, mm-hmm. so fight him till you can. Yep, another good song. Even though I don't like the zombie and the Walking Dead stuff, I still love the song. Uh, I'm Alive. That one I didn't put on. Him one. No, 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 not the hymns. Okay, the, in the end. Uh, in the end, I got. Yep, love that one. The Giant. Nope. See there, right there. That's Judas Priest. Oh, Judas Priest. My oh yeah, the Giants on mine too. But Judas Priest, I love that song. That is such a great song, isn't it? Though I want that somehow played at my funeral, if I have one. It just it's just a wonderful song, and I don't know where even the. I think it just rhymes, because it's not really about the band, is it? I don't think so. And it's just like, you know, they just talk about, like, Judas Priest. It just comes out. Yeah. Crawl. Don't put it. I didn't put it down. The Constant? Yes. Good song. Good way to end a record, too. Now, I will say this, that, and this continued into the next album that I know is, I think they started getting a little gimmicky in this album. A little bit. You know, it's like every song... Now had to have like this weird speaking in the intro, the speaking intros, yeah, the him one and him two, which I don't. What th- about her? I don't think it need stop. 
I don't think they need to be on the album. Him one and him two did not need to be on the album. All right. Did you go through the anthems record? I know the anthems record. I didn't go through it though. That's covers. Yeah, I I, I have it in and I I mean, um, I didn't put it down because it was all covers and they're all just awesome. Well, let's 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 uh go through it. All right, just for the for fun. Anthem, which is a Rush cover, mm-hmm. and Charlie Benante is one of the few drummers that can pull off yeah. Neil Peart. And the only way I listen to Rush. Oh, you suck! You knew that was coming. Yeah, everybody knew that was coming. TNT. Oh, awesome! I hate ACDC. What do you mean you hate ACDC? No one hates ACDC. I hate ACDC. You're there's something wrong with you. You hate ACDC. I can't stand Akadaka. I, I'm not speaking to you anymore. You promise? No, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Smoking, which is a, a Boston cover. Yep, and another another band I don't like, and the cover's great. Yeah. Keep on running. An REO Speedwagon yep. cover. See, all that arena rock that I won't listen to, I will listen to if Anthrax does it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just the truth. Big Eyes. Hmm? Not sure who that is. Me neither, but it's a good song. Uh, Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy. Yep. I, they, their Thin Lizzy covers are always really oh, yeah. well done. And they t- they take the time to, you know, they, they do the, the dual guitar leads and, you know, all the... All the Hallmarks of a great Thin Lizzy song. Yeah. Which I got to respect. All right. So let's go back to uh, original Anthrax music. For All Kings. Yes. The last album. Yes. You got to believe. Honestly, the only one on this whole album that I really perked my ears up. Okay. Was The Battle Chose Us. You don't like, you don't like breathing It's lightning? not that I didn't like them. It's like... I think this one was just so so new yet, so to me, it hasn't grown on me. I like you like uh, I, I'm a big fan of Breathing Lightning. Yeah, this this time was really the second time I've ever listened to it. The first time was when I bought it, and now this time going through it, and I just kind of put it on because th- the last two albums weren't available on M- on uh, on YouTube. I had to actually break up my copies and listen to them. Get Spotify, you caveman. Spotify. Nobody likes Spotify. What do you use? Pandora. Pandora Fucking is awesome. Heathen. Pandora is awesome because you put in something like, it plays stuff like that. That's how I got into all that Scandinavian metal. So does Spotify. Yeah, but Spotify, you can listen to stuff over and over again. It's a set playlist, and it loops on itself. I've tried it. It's crap. It's not crap. It's crap. It's not crap. It's Pandora's crap. No, no. Pandora sucks. It does not suck. Pandora is for like degenerates, meth heads, and crack babies. Well, I'm glad I don't smoke meth or crack then. Then you're a degenerate. I know that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck it back my way into that one, yeah. didn't I? Evil Twin. No. It's just, I, said I like ba- Evil Twin. I like the songs on it, but I think it was so... the It hasn't grown on me yet. I would have to listen to the album like... A lot, a lot, a lot. But when I, the Battle Chose Us came up, my uh-huh. ears perked up. Okay. And I had to write, I said, that's that's the one. That's a great song. Yeah. And a great cover on this album, too. What? Their cover of Carry On Wayward Son. Was that on this album? Yep. No. It's on the deluxe edition. Oh, oh, look at me. I have the deluxe edition. Eugh. See, that's another reason why Spotify is better. No, it isn't. I actually bought a copy of that album. I have it, too. And it's not a deluxe edition. How do people get 
That ain't right. Spend an extra two bucks, you cheap bastard. I bought it at the concert, for Christ's sakes. You know the last Anthrax CD I bought at a concert? What? I bought Worship Music at Mayhem Festival <laughs> and got it autographed by the band. Oh, I'm jealous. I got it autographed by the band. Unfortunately, um, the show I saw them at, Charlie wasn't there. Yeah. Because that was when Charlie's mom was Yeah, sick. I think the show I went to, Frank wasn't there. That right. Was, yeah. Yeah, Charlie's mom was mm-hmm. sick when I saw them. And uh, they had Jason Bittner from Shadows Fall playing drums, mm-hmm. which would lead into the guy who plays guitar for them now mm-hmm. joining yeah. the band. I can't remember his name now. John Donnie. Rob, yeah, John Rob, Donius. Rob went to Volbeat. Yep, Rob Caggiano went to Volbeat. Um, it's John Donius. Yeah. A, a fucking amazing guitar oh, player. Oh, yeah. A, a, the dude rips. Because, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I'm a big Shadows Fall fan. Um, I actually wouldn't have minded going up to Boston because they're doing a one-off show. Okay. Shadows Fall is getting back together one night only. Um, I would have loved to have been able to go up. But, uh, yeah, John Donius is, yeah, I mean, he's, he pulls off Danny Spitz's stuff mm-hmm. spot on. The stuff he does, like, he, the stuff he did on the For All Kings record, amazing. You know, just, well, I mean, we saw them with uh, with John Donius. We did? Yeah. Okay. When we saw him with Slayer. I was I was just salivating over Scott and Joey. You know, that's. Oh, did, did, did you get, were your nipples hard? Like, oh, just every everything anthrax is just they're my spirit animal such a good live band yeah uh well if you saw them on the on the on the uh shit the record worship before, music worship music then you saw them with rob too yeah well uh i think it might have been rob yeah kajiana was still with yeah, him on that i'd have to look because i saw Ka- i saw him with, <laughs> that night was so was i saw him with kajiano at yeah mayhem that night was that's the night and again that night was such a blur Cause it's like you just I'm seeing Joey sing, I'm seeing Anthrax sing, it's awesome. Yeah, yep. I, I never did. I never did go to a John Bush show. Not because I didn't like him. I just never had a chance to go to it. Well, we had the chance. We were on our way. It got canceled. Did it? Yes. When? We were supposed to go see them at the Allentown Fairgrounds on the White Noise tour. Oh, I've told this story. Okay. Me, you, and my cousin Roger. We were actually on our way. Oh. When it came over ZZO, it was supposed to be Anthrax, White Zombie, and Quicksand. It came over uh, came over ZZO that the show was canceled because of the rain. This is this is why I, I shouldn't have drank at those there because my brain just don't remember goofy shit like that. Yeah, we were we were on I'm, our I'm way. Glad, I'm glad yours does because I can't remember shit. Yep. We, me, you, and Roger were on our way to Anthrax at the fairgrounds. Which one was Roger? My, my cousin. Okay, I know you said your cousin. I don't remember a Roger. My uncle Roger's son, Roger Junior. You don't make this easy, do you? No, I don't. Rem- I don't remember Roger. Uh, it, it was a long. In all fairness, it was a long time ago. Many, many years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I know, but still. Yeah, that was. Uh, we the, were on our way to that show. Whose car? Yours. Christ, I was even driving? Yeah. <laughs> I think you had the AMC at the time. Oh, yeah. That would have been the AMC era. Yep. I think you had the AMC <laughs> at the time. Um, I, we made it as far as Walnutport. 
when it came over ZZO, the show was canceled. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't still go somewhere. Maybe we did. I don't <laughs> remember if we did, but I know we didn't go to the show. Oh, that sucks. But we did get our ticket money refunded. God, I don't remember. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, we had we had uh, we we had tickets on the fucking infield. I'm jealous of me. I'm jealous of me at that time. Yeah, I know, right? Because like, we were young. <laughs> we were young going to see Anthrax. Yep. And White Zombie. Uh, it, zombie White Zombie at the time was on the... Uh, they were out on the Astro Creep Astro tour. Creep, yeah. I don't remember if I was into them or not at that point. It's hard to remember. Uh, everybody at that <laughs> at that point, everybody heard uh, Thunder Kiss 65. Yeah. Iggy Pop! <laughs> So that was a good, uh, I, I, that would have been a great show. I would have loved it because I never got to see them mm-hmm. with Bush. Yeah. Oh my and God. I never got to see him with Danny Spitz. Nope. No, we missed, we missed both those. And then when I saw, you see a Danny in that, uh, I wouldn't recognize him. No. If he walked down the street, I wouldn't even recognize him. Well, guy. now instead of that long mane of hair, he's bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he followed his passion. Strangely enough, watchmaking. Yeah, he makes high-end watches. It's just... That's weirder than the guy from Faith No More who's a pumpkin farmer. Jim Martin. I thought he had a vineyard. Oh, he grew pumpkins. He I grew world-record he... pumpkins. Okay. Good on you, Jim. Yeah, it's just... It's it's weird when he... It's... Well, if you look at that fucking guy, he looks like he'd do some shit like that. He looks like... Uh... Look, according to Bill and Ted... He was like one of the rock gods. Jim Martin? Yeah. He is. He came out in the... That it's, it's just probably spam. He came, he came out in the telephone booth with all these people who are like the great rock people. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but they didn't mention he was a pumpkin farmer. Well, did you ever... Did you ever notice... Like, uh, Do you remember like he had that long, parted down the middle, yeah. curly ass hair? Goofy looking And hair. the goofy glasses? Yeah. You know who he reminded me of? Mm. Uh, you've seen... Uh, You've seen Cheech and Chong's next movie, right? Yeah. Where they, where they're, where they're over in in Holland to do yes. the Burton Dolly Film Festival. Yes. You remember the guy uh, that was like the masturbation champion? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of who Jim Martin reminds oh me of. God. Which is just the look, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what Jim Martin reminded me of. Oh. <laughs> but I, I I like Faith No More. Faith. No oh More. yeah, so did I. That is a band that does one of my favorite covers of all time. Their cover of Easy. Thank God. I thought you were going to say War Pigs. I was like, no, please don't say War Pigs. Their cover of War Pigs is not bad. They screwed it up. It's not terrible. I've heard worse covers. But their cover of Easy is just beautiful. But then again, Mike Patton has a voice to die for. He's all right. All right. Well, for the time, yeah. Still going strong, man. Oh, I got you. No, oh. God, have you have God, you heard? If I, God, if I don't kiss somebody's ass, so I have you heard the, the new Mister Bungle record? No, I don't listen to Mister Bungle. You should check it out. It's good stuff. God, if I don't kiss someone's ass, or immediately it's like, are you heathen? You rat bastard! Only the right asses. It's like, <laughs> but no. Um, that is a topic we need to cut. We need to seriously tackle. I'm ready. Your favorite cover songs. Yep. Oh, 
mean right now? No, not right now. Good, because I don't have my list. Oh, you have a list. <laughs> yes. Did you check it twice? Well, there's always new stuff coming because, oh, that's a cover? Yeah. You know, it's like, and I'm, I'm going to forget tons of them and people screaming at me, how could you say that? Yeah. I might scream at you for some of them. Oh, you'll scream at me for a lot of them, but because I have a full page of just covers I like. I have that I got a long time ago. Hard rock and metal covers, probably about five hundred covers. Really? Of of yeah, and it's a lot of our metal stuff. But well, it's all metal bands. I mean, some of them are just terrible. But when you get stuff in like bulk. You know, you forgive it. Like you have like stuff like a band called Abattoir, you know, doing like um, the boys are back in town. And it's like the, yeah, it's a lot of sometimes you're like, it's just, it's sometimes it's terrible, but there's gems in there. There's little nuggets in there. But anything, anytime a band with a name like Abattoir is doing (laughs) the boys are back in town, I gotta say no. I gotta say no. As there, a thin, yeah, as a thin Lizzy fan, there, I have to say no. There's a lot of things. As you go through the list, there's a lot of them on there that it's like I just want to hear a little bit of it, and then you hear it, it's like, yeah. I got one from Metallica called the Blackest Album. It's all black metal bands doing Metallica songs. I got one called Eternal Masters, death metal bands doing Black Sabbath. I love covers. Yeah, and oh, there's some bands out there. That if you're not into that music, you ain't gonna like it. Right. Well, there's uh to commemorate the I guess the thirtieth anniversary of the black album. Yeah. There's a five album collection coming out of thirty two different bands covering songs from the black album. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, Enter Sandman is one of the big ones that always gets covered. And usually badly. Mm-hmm. Although I did hear, so speaking of Enter Sandman, I heard something funny, and I forgot to, oh, there was a um, a TV show from the early 90s. Okay. It was a sitcom. And if you listen to the theme song for this sitcom, it is a blatant ripoff of Enter Sandman. What was the sitcom? I don't remember. I saw it, I saw it on a list of Well, fit. how am I supposed to find it? After the show, I have it on my YouTube because I watched it. And it's all these 90s failed sitcoms. Okay. And I'll find it and you listen to it and you'll, yes, it is, you'll know which one it is. Okay. Oh, it's, oh shit, it's the one with the Arnolds, Roseanne and Tom Arnold. Uh, the Jackie Thomas Show. The Jackie Thomas Show. Never watched it. Not no, a fan No, of these are all failed 90s sitcoms. Yeah. After the, sh- uh, we'll do, just watch the Jackie Thomas Show intro and he's, it's a flat out ripoff of Enter Sandman. Okay, we'll have to do that. But uh, yeah, let's let's make that a topic. Um, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> favorite covers. Oh, favorite is hard to do. I, I man, I tell you what, there's so many out there. Yeah, so many. Great- so many. Yeah, shit. You can do a, a list just on Anthrax covers. Well, yeah, I could do a whole list on just um, uh, Leo. Can't know his last name from Denmark. The Cover King. Oh. Great stuff. He does all the pop stuff. Don't know who you're talking about. You will. You will. Ah, he's good. There's a guy uh, that I watch, uh, Kafir O'Sharon or O'Sharon or something like that. Right. He's a guitar player, and he does covers. 
But what he'll do is he'll play the guitar part, right? And then when the vocal melody comes in, he plays the vocal melody on guitar. Okay. Really, for, yeah. really cool shit. And the guy's a guy's a really good guitar player. You should check some of his stuff out. Right. You want to do that for next week? Yeah. Cover songs? Covers. Covers. Although gonna, there may yeah, be others. We're going to miss a lot of them. Oh, yeah. We're going to miss. Overkill has an entire album of covers. Six Feet Under has several. Yeah, it's like Children of Bottom. Yeah. Have tons. It's like, um, not Nightwish. There's another band out there that just, uh, it's somewhat King in it. Valley of Kings or something. Tons of them. Oh, I love covers. If done right, I love a good cover. Dream Theater's got a ton of them. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and it's just, to narrow down, I have a list, but I know I'm missing a lot because I haven't listened to them all. Yeah. I mean, Slayer did an album of covers. Mm-hmm. Rush did an album of covers. Yeah, no one needs that. Yes, they did. <laughs> Fucking heathen. I'm not a heathen. You are a heathen. I like Roll the Bones. But that's it. Don't flip me I will, I will. I will feed you a Fogwa chip. No, you will not. <laughs> I will. F- Do you want to get striked? <laughs> That's how you get striked. <laughs> oh, okay. So, boys and girls, Anthrax turns 40 this year. Go out and listen to some Anthrax. Yes. Even if you don't like Anthrax, go listen to Anthrax. Yeah, you can watch it on the YouTubes. Yep, watch it on the, the Pandoras. YouTubes. Don't. Use Pandora, get Spotify. Guy's got a brand new Apple Apple fruit phone, okay? And doesn't even use Apple Music, which is like... I don't like, trust Apple Music. What, because it tracks you? Yeah. What, you think that thing already doesn't? Yeah, but I don't want to track in my music. You think it doesn't already with the YouTubes? Don't get technical. No, no. I listen. I'm a. I ever since like U two showed up on my phone, like when U two decided it was a great idea at Apple, they said we're just gonna download this on everybody's phone. Oh, I was pissed. And then you plug in your phone, and the first song that plays it, and you you couldn't get rid of it for the longest time, you know. And then Apple finally said, "We're sorry. You if you delete it, you can delete it. We're sorry." Yeah, that whole YouTube out al- uh, yeah. YouTube album. What I'm always afraid of, and this is what I'm truly afraid of, if I get my music on Apple and Apple someday decides that, you know, they don't like the rights to this or somebody pisses and moans us about something. They'll just take it. I don't like that. I'd rather get the music, make it an MP3, put it on my file share server. Done. I have it forever. Okay. You know, screw Apple music. How many computers did you give, uh, did you give aids to back in the day with uh, downloading illegal shit from like LimeWire? And... Never. Oh, dude. I infected my machine so often. Oh, you were dumb then. I never was able to infect the machine. Because I, I, I can read, you see. When it says something like, you know, vanilla ice.mp3.exe, that's a bad. Well, I never did the .exe, but they had stuff embedded in there. Yeah, I never, I, I never once got uh, a virus from anything. Oh, I did. Nope. I did. And, and more often than not, Randy did. I was smart. My first download, though, I can still remember that, was on dial-up. It was the and Flash it, Gordon album from Queen. It took four days. It took overnight. And it was off a news group. I had to highlight like 10 or more different things and go to bed. 
I got up the next morning and I had the I had the Flash Gordon album. I was so stoked. I had the Flash Gordon album and I had no idea what an MP3 player was, so I couldn't play it. <laughs> I know. I can see it. You're right. You are dumb. You are dumb, pile. <laughs> but do you expect me to believe? <laughs> yeah, I I had I had my first MP3 album and I couldn't do a damn thing with it because I I didn't know what an MP3 player was. He worked in IT, ladies and gentlemen. That was before I got a job in IT. I did not get a job in IT till years later. Oh, were you still a Viking at the time? Uh, ninety that time, or at Kovach. Uh, yeah, I think it was a Kovach because I was in my apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in my apartment. I can still remember I was in my apartment when I started doing all that stuff. And it was like, wow, I never trusted LimeWire and BearShare and all those. Yeah. I heard too many horror stories. I stuck to news groups and Merck. Uh, Are you talking about the apartment up on uh, Columbia? Yeah. Okay. I stuck to news groups and Merck because I did not trust... Those you know, LimeWire and Kazaa and all this because I heard so many horror stories from people from them. It's like, I just wanted to download and next thing you know, my computer is a brick. Okay, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah, uh, it, I, I, <laughs> I, I had to, uh, I, I had to uh, debug my computer on more than one occasion. Yeah, the only virus I ever got uh, was herpes. It, no, and you don't just get that. You keep that, asshole. Now It's like yeah. luggage. Keep <laughs> that shit forever. No, I was, when I was playing Doom, uh, my cousin uh, set me up to a guy's file share server through FTP Okay. to get the Doom wads. And that's what they were called, wads. Levels. And I downloaded one, and next thing you know, my computer is just like completely just not working right. Ran a virus scan. And my entire Doom directory was all completely like fudged up and was messing with everybody else. I called my cousin up. I said, yo, tell your friend he's got a virus on his server. And I just got it. But I had scrubbed everything clean, reinstalled Doom, and everything was fine again. So no harm, no foul. It didn't, like, it didn't do anything major to my system. That was the only one I ever got. I completely bricked a computer. <laughs> I had a Dell all-in-one, yeah. okay? Uh, oh my god! I remember those. Yeah, I had one. I fucking bricked it. Oh, <laughs> I bricked it. <laughs> yeah, I I heard that is almost. I mean, I can almost attribute a lot of that stuff to actually me also getting into the IT business because I became the IT person for all my friends. You know, and it was always the same story. You know, it's like something's wrong with a computer. Oh, what did you download? I download. I don't. But download. What is a download? I have no idea what a download is. Look, if I know what you downloaded, I can I can at least have a starting point. All right? Porn. Why would porn? Okay, see? You stop going on porn sites, and you won't get these viruses. Right. It's like, <laughs> I mean, nowadays, nowadays the porn sites are, are the most virus-free. Yeah, everything's, everything's scrubbed so nice now. But back, back then, back in the 90s, in the Wild Wild West days, oh, man. <laughs> it was like if you wanted to look at boobies and vagine, you were getting a virus. Yeah, and that was the end of it. It was like that was, and I used to just. There was a time also that was like you know pop ups had just started coming around, and oh my god, I remember how annoying they were. Oh, you couldn't get away from a, even a nice site. You know, was was riddled with pop ups. Yeah, and then you, so okay, I'm gonna 
install a pop-up locker. Well, the pop-up locker gave you a goddamn virus. Yeah, and oh, it was just... There were times, there was times back then that was just not fun to have a computer. Well, back talking about back in the Wild Wild West days when everybody was on AOL. Oh my God, yes, Messenger. And you had, uh, you could get a program like America on Fire. Yep. And you could just like spam somebody through Messenger <laughs> and just like completely shut their shit down. Yep. Oh God, those were, we people were evil. I can still remember though, the, between AOL Messenger and ICQ, ICQ is annoying because it had a damn sound. Yeah. And the worst part is some gas stations around here still use that, that sound for the, like the, uh, the um, when somebody tries to buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. You hear, uh-oh. It's like, that sounds, I hated AOL because it was always on when your computer was on. Yeah. And you'd be sitting there just doing something, and all of a sudden, bloom. What? I don't want to talk. Son of a bitch. I forgot to put my away message yes. up. It's like, what do you what do you want? You know, it's like <laughs> I was a dick, man. Somebody would somebody would like I, I didn't want to talk to would send me a message on AIM. Yeah. Then I would put up the away message, <laughs> which is just a total dick move. I I at the time, I don't think I have a cable modem yet, but it was like it was on all the time. And I just didn't want to talk, and I would forget to do it, you know. And then, bloop, what's up? Oh, go away. Go away. Uh, yeah. I'm on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the guilt messages. I know you're on. I guess you don't want to talk to me. No, I don't. Take a hint. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. Yep. <laughs> it's like, All right. That's why I was worried the other, the other, last night when you called me. Why? Because you never call. You just text. No. And my first thought was like, oh, shit, he's going to fire me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, I called you because the reason I called was because I was driving. Oh. <laughs> I was driving back from work. I was in, I was in Lancaster yesterday. Oh, how are the Amish? Oh, not Lancaster proper. Uh, no, I was in Lancaster proper. Okay. No, no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> um, the, I... I since I was down there, uh, all right, I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. Um, Euro near me. All right, there's one two miles away. I drive up. I drive past. Nope. <laughs> nope. The building looks sketchy. The neighborhood was sketchy. Um, yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> Fucking Waffle House it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it's a that's a garage. I'm not going in there. Yeah, I I almost sent you a picture of my of my lunch the other day because I was at the Waffle House. <laughs> uh, I, I I went to the Waffle House. But yep. Anyway, so that was uh, Anthrax. One of the, um, gun to my head, my favorite Big Four band. I got to tell you to shoot me because I cannot honestly pick between Anthrax and Slayer. I can. I, I do. I have all of the four bands. I absolutely love Anthrax. So do I. The most. The most. Okay. I, 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 I love them, but I love Slayer equally. I love Slayer. Slayer is like very near second. Yeah. Um, I mean, I that, for me, it's 1-1-A. One, one mm-hmm. you know? so like Anthrax, Anthrax, Slayer, Megadeth, Metallica. 
And Metallica is pretty far fucking down at four. Only until the Black Album. I enjoyed them up until then. Then it was like, eh, okay. I'm saying just in the context of the big four. Yeah. I mean, I... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know where that came from, too. I don't think anybody knows the origin of the big four. I don't know either. You know, it's just it's somebody at one point just, I think, just picked the four biggest selling bands and said, this is it. You got to be shitting me. What happened? This fucking battery is dead. <laughs> it's brand new. You watched it, me it, open it. It's not brand new. It's been sitting on a shelf for years, man. Oh, there it is. Maybe if you put it in properly. It was put in properly because it worked earlier, you asshole. <laughs> negative to negative, positive to positive. You can go hold a hole and do, you can go pull, do, hold a pole, <laughs> but you can never go hold a pole. Do get a Duracell. See, I have batteries up on my desk. Yeah, I, yeah but that, they're not helping down here. Take a battery out of that freaking douche flute. <laughs> they won't fit. <laughs> Never you mind a douche flute. <laughs> I'm fueled by nicotine, caffeine, and hatred. If there's one thing I can always tell you. What? Whenever a battery comes with anything, throw it the hell out. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Just just put it in a Duracell. I was hoping for the best, all right? Well, you ain't going to get it. All right. Well, <laughs> I've been berated enough now. My feelings are hurt. Oh, no. Yes. You, you little snowflake. You. <laughs> oh, no. Block. <laughs> <laughs> Do you promise you're going to block me? <laughs> Do you promise? I can't block you on my phone or Facebook on the phone. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey. Yeah. I can block you. I got Facebook on mine. Right away. You're going to. Bl- Don't block me now. Do Christ, it on- after all these years, you're not going to block me now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're one of the few people I left I talked to. <laughs> All right. So next week, we're going to talk about covers. Yes. This week, we talked about Anthrax. Go out, listen to Anthrax, celebrate their 40th anniversary. Give Scott, Charlie, Frankie, Joey, and now John some love. But go back and give John Bush and Danny Spitz and Rob Caggiano and even Danny Loker. Oh, definitely. Give him some love. Yeah. Here's the anthrax. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying the line you want me to say after that. From Fort Fairlane. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but good call. Okay. All right. So, until next week when we dive into covers, I'm Eric. And I'm Bill. See you later.